ultimately people want to be seen and heard and understood in a great way. And I think this is in nonviolent communication where he talks about active listening. Hmm. You tell me I want to lose 20 pounds because I don't feel confident. And then you say, okay, so what I'm hearing is that you want to lose 20 pounds and you want to feel more confident. And you said before, um, you feel like your nutrition, you know, isn't on point and all this stuff. And you just repeat everything they said. And then what you're not doing is making up any stories. You give them the chance to, and then you ask, does all that sound accurate? Does all that sound correct? And you give them the chance to fill in the gaps or to correct you so that now you're on the same page and now they're feeling seen, heard and understood. And now they feel like you're someone to trust. Welcome to Modern Happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness, covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleaford. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Modern Happiness. Taylor, do you know what day it is? Best day of the year. It's the best day of the year. Nailed it, as always. Why is it the best day of the year, Matt? For the people. If, they're not, if they haven't caught on yet. Oh, I don't, we're here. We're alive. Every day is better than the next. I don't know if I even knew how to answer that question, but I just know that it is the best day of the year. Yeah. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. And we get the reps in every day. It gets better. That's right. It's an opportunity. Yeah. Opportunity. So, Taylor, how's your day going, man? It's Sunday. Uh, we're having some pretty nice weather out here in Colorado. How you feeling? You know, I'm having a great day. It's a great Sunday. I went for a long walk, got coffee. I uh, got a little brekkie sandwich and i'm hurting pretty bad yeah uh, you've been taking definitely in the quarterfinals for the crossfit games open whatever you call it now. yeah um definitely have rabdo yeah. for sure 100 percent. did uh 150 ghd sit-ups on thursday plus like three workouts and i haven't done ghd sit-ups in a long time yeah. and i've never hurt this bad in my core mm. like literally in my being i can't <laughs> i couldn't sleep last night because i was in so much pain and you've seen it, me walking around. It's I was going to say, Taylor, Taylor walked over the garbage and I, when I got here. and I, he, had, he was sitting down. He hadn't stood up yet. He walked over to the garbage. He's walking like an old man, like 95 years old with it's, scoliosis. It's like this is one of the worst things. Like when your muscle soreness is so bad that it's just like painful. Yeah. You said, you said rhabdo. You said GHD. Do we need to explain what this is to people or do we just move on? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, GHD sit-ups, it's, it's a core movement. Yeah. It's a simple way. And rhabdo stands for rhabdomyolysis. Essentially, it's uh, when you overtrain. So it's really common with like endurance athletes, triathletes, marathon runners, and then also CrossFit. When you overdo it um, and your muscles break down so much, there's actually, I can't remember the exact chemical, but basically your kidneys try to filter it out of your muscles. Um, and long story short, it can lead to death in severe cases. I've got a minor case for sure. Cause uh, first sign is like your urine gets really, really dark, like Brown, which is not happening. Yes, I know you're curious. Good. I know. Uh, well, I'll drive you to the hospital if you need. Yeah. I mean, I would I'd be there if, uh, yeah. So it's, I don't do a lot of GHC setups, essentially like, yeah, CrossFit, um, High volume is where it's common. People who haven't worked out go zero to a hundred real fast, but, uh, this is a new experience for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's me, Matt. How are you? Um, I am so good, dude. I'm so good. I had baseball this morning, which is so funny. Every time I tell someone, I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, I play baseball uh, in a summer league 
And they're like, oh, like, you know, like softball. I'm like, okay, did I, what did I just say? I said baseball. So every time I say I play baseball, I have to explain this is a men's league, wooden bats, like overhand pitching, like it's baseball. It's so interesting uh, because you are being accurate with your language. Yeah. And yet nobody wants to listen to it. Same thing happens when I say, how do you pronounce your last name? I'm like, Mihalik. And they're like, Mikalik? I'm like, what the fuck did I just say? <laughs> Is anyone listening to me? Um, but yeah, dude, I played baseball. Uh, I got a, got a RBI single. Uh, I pitched for two innings, got two strikeouts. Also got a three-run home run hit, hit off me. Mm. But uh, first game, it's April. You know, I'm just finding that groove. Um, we got a new young catcher on the team. And, uh, and he's like, he said, do you know how fast you throw? I'm like, no, I'm not sure. He's like, I got to say it's in the 80s. And I'm like... Hell yeah, that makes me feel really good. I'm like, I was like, maybe upper 70s, but uh, yeah, it feels good and, and to, to throw hard. And uh, it felt good today, besides my ankle, which is a whole other topic. Um, and then I'm like, baseball ended, and I'm like, cool. Now I get to go do a podcast with Taylor, and uh, I'm so excited. And by the way, we got a new producer. Yeah, we've got over here three people here today. We got Maddie. She is our new producer, helping out with uh, all the things, all the things big ideas and even just the little things like helping us set up the equipment and all that stuff. So we're so excited to have Maddie over here. The uh, modern happiness rocket ship just got a little bigger. It so did. it certainly did. There's big three windows. Thi- big things coming. That's right. <laughs> three windows. Three, I just picture the rocket ship and it's like, you know, those circular. Yeah. Like, See, windows. I was thinking like Star Wars. We've got this big giant, like, I mean, yeah, we're in a, mo- we're in, we're in like a SpaceX rocket. So we got uh, giant windows. Awesome, Matt. So, I think we should just dive right in because you really led off really well with our topic today of communication. That's what I do, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even know it. That's I how good it was. Yeah. Uh, or did I? That was a, did you? No. Hmm. Just chat- do you even know just, what I'm talking about at I'm this point? Talking, I got a beer in my hand, dude. I'm just chatting. I'm <laughs> um, having a good time. Yeah. You mentioned you play baseball and people are like, oh yeah, like softball. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, I said baseball. Mm-hmm. And we want to talk about communication. It's interesting. It's come up a lot. It's come up a lot with my clients recently. I know it's come up with your clients. It always comes up with my clients. Um, but that's a great example of there's so many different reasons why communication uh, does not work out as it could or should maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to break that down and, and talk about maybe why that is and also some, some tips to get better. But I think it's interesting that example you gave of you know, you telling someone I play baseball Mm. and they automatically assume something else. Why do you think that is? Um, I I don't know. Uh, dude, I don't, I honestly don't know how to answer (laughs) your question right now. Uh, it seems like people have a story in their head and they want to hear what's going to fit that story. And they don't talk to a lot of people who are playing baseball, but they have plenty of friends who play co-ed softball and stuff. So that's what they're used to. So that's what they just are like, oh, he means softball. When, no, it's not what I meant. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So, man, I don't know if we need to dive into this yet. We could circle around, but because you said it, there's something I teach in my course called Notice, Imagine, Feel, which I'm, I'm sure we'll get to, but and it, people create this story. And I love what you said because the imagine part of that is literally um, we imagine things. We create stories to make sense of what's happening outside of us for what's going on inside of us. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think that, I think you hit the nail on the head that you are 30 years old and they know that you're not a baseball player for a living and you say baseball. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the Mets will be calling anytime now. Uh, you know what? 
my buddy on the team just said, you keep wearing that Mets hat, the Mets will be calling anytime. Oh, is that all it so takes? That's, that's all, yeah. <laughs> wow. It's to play a local uh, Denver league, and uh, soon enough, you're playing the majors. Uh, we should make a movie. Bada bing, bada pr- boom. Some uh, documentary going it's right like now. that Dennis Quaid movie. The, Do you remember that the one? 40, 40-year-old Dennis Quaid? Isn't it Dennis Quaid? I don't think so, but I think I know what you're talking about. He's like the high school. He played for the Rays? He's like the high school math teacher, and this is like the movie that they made about a guy. It wasn't. Dennis Quaid didn't actually play baseball. Talking about the movie. Yeah, I don't think it was Dennis Quaid, though. Mm, okay, that's fine. I don't actually know. Who this Dennis is not Quaid that is, important but... to it. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, just Dennis Quaid. Oh, look at that. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, so anyways, going back to the stories, they look at you, you're 30 years old, you do a bunch of other things, they're like, oh, clearly he can't play baseball. He, I know he said baseball, but like he, he must not mean baseball. He right? had to play baseball. No, Ouch. this is the story they're creating, right? right, right? Yeah. Uh, and they assume, oh, he must mean softball, because mm-hmm. that makes more sense, mm-hmm. and it's right. Um, so this is fascinating. Um, Talking about communication, why do you think it is, or maybe should we define, you know, what we would consider good communication? Well, you know what? I think it's funny. I, yeah, we can definitely define that. I think it's funny that uh, I bet you everyone listening says, I'm good at communicating. I'm a good communicator. Mm, we should take a poll. We should take a poll. On Instagram for sure. Do you, are you a good communicator? And I bet it'd be like, you know, 10 to 1, 9 yeah, to 1. On a scale of 1 to 20. Yeah. <laughs> scale of 1 to 20. 20 being the best communicator. Yeah, and then someone says a 16, and, and then you're like, oh, that's basically an 8 out of a 10. Or four out of five. <laughs> All right, this is a little personal Java Taylor because he loves the scale of twenty. I think it's great, but it's more accurate. It's more accurate. Um, but the truth is that we aren't. We can't all be great communicators, right? Otherwise, I mean, probably you'd have a lot more things going right in your life. Mm-hmm. There was actually so my ex-wife Livy. We used to pride ourselves on being good at communicating. In retrospect, and we've talked about this, we're actually good at communicating in the moment. It's like, oh, we feel certain emotions. Now let's talk about that. And then like, oh, maybe here are ways that we can fix that so this doesn't happen again. But we weren't good at communicating, um, I guess, really how to future-proof against that. Or, you know, what does it look like to, um, well, I don't know, maybe talk more about the future. We were very in the moment. But we just were like, we're great communicators. Like, we talk about our feelings and stuff. Uh, but it, yeah, we never talked about, I guess, you know, like, what do you want for the future? Like, mm-hmm. I think a big thing that went on with us and we had problems, you know, well, well before we moved to Colorado, but, um, when I leaned into photography and videography and I was, I was like, I need to make more videos so I can show people I can do this. And I just kind of like assumed she would know that. So like we go on a walk with our dog, National Hike Day, and it's like, I'm making her walk by the camera four times. All she wants to do is go enjoy nature. And I'm like, we walk by again. Okay, like put Lambo on, on the left of your side. And, um, and I'm like, oh, like I'm gonna run up ahead and get this shot and all this stuff. And she's like, can't we just enjoy this damn hike? And you know, that turned into a problem. It was like, if I communicated that, like I just assumed, mm. right? I'm like, but if I said, hey, my goal is to be this you know, a videographer who's working for Nike and REI and all this stuff. And what that's going to take is three years of me just like filming a lot and making a lot of videos and not sitting on the couch with you at 8 a.m. and watching The Office for the hundredth time, but sitting in my de- in, behind my office or at my desk and making videos. And if I was more clear, I mean, like, that's the plan. Are you okay with this? Are you okay to go along this ride with me? And if not, well, let's, t- let's have that conversation. 
this is so good. There's, there's a couple of thoughts that came to mind as you were talking about it. The first is there's levels to this shit. Mm. There's levels to communication. I think that's one of the problems that people look at it as like a one-way street. And it's like you said, it's like you got, there were areas that you were really good at communicating. And then there were areas that you could improve on. And I think also when it comes to communication, you know, there's kind of two main ways. One is like how you respond to receiving information and you got to take responsibility for that. And then it's also like what you choose to take responsibility for communicating yourself, like and voicing. And that example you gave of, you know, voicing your thoughts and like the amount of times I, I guarantee anybody listening right now, You've thought something and you assume somebody else was on the same page. Yeah. And then when that doesn't happen, it's funny because that example you gave, uh, with your ex, I actually had a client this week who, you know, talked about something going on with, uh, him and his wife and, you know, they've been together for a really long time and it wasn't like this huge negative thing by any means. I'm not going to dive into it. Um, cause it's personal, but he was like, yeah, it's just good to know that like, even though I think I know her and I think like. I know exactly how she's, what she's thinking and feeling. It's like, sometimes I miss the boat. Mm. I was like, that's a great observation. And like, that'll help you going forward. And it's like, I think that a lot of people believe that the deeper level of intimacy, and that could be in a relationship or a friendship or in a business partnership, the less you need to communicate. Yeah. They think that like, oh no, we know each other so well. And it's like, couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I love what you said about that, like with his wife and, and great awareness for him to be like, I think that's the thing. It's like, after a conversation, where could I have done better? And a lot of times we tend to assume like that person's just an asshole. Mm. Like they're must be uptight. Oh, fucking that girl's on her period, you know? <laughs> um, but it's like, no, it's like, I could have handled this better. I could have spoken, maybe asked a better question or... Um, realize that maybe this person's under stress and this is not the right time to have that conversation. And I know that was like, <laughs> speaking of the video thing, I'd be like, Livy, just finish this video. Check out this video. And she's like in the middle of something. And it's like, she doesn't have the capacity for that right now. I should have been like, Hey, I just made this video. I would really love to show it to you when you have the time Yeah, and you have the space for it. And then she could have been like, awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. I'm programming for clients right now. Um, maybe at like 10 o'clock you can show me. Yes. <sighs> that uh. just like, I just blew my own mind. That would have been nice if I knew that back then. Yeah. Well, and that's why, I mean, now I would say one of the many reasons you're such a good communicator is because, and correct me if I'm wrong, one of the differences now where you're at in your life is like, you do ask those questions. Like even when things go great, okay, what could I have done better? And it's not to beat on yourself and it's not to like, just, you know, be negative. It's like, we can always improve. And it's, you know, which goes to, uh, I know we were talking before about, uh, you know, a bunch of reasons that people struggle with communication or things that hold them back. Um, and one is they don't know how to take criticism, mm. you know? And I think that so many people, uh, they respond poorly because they just, you know, have an emotional response, right? Rather than taking a view of, okay, what is actually going on? What is actually being said? Yeah. So, I mean, can you give me some examples what you mean by that? Like what's the situation where someone not can't take criticism and how that blows up and you know <laughs> maybe i don't know if you can give an example of how it would go wrong and then how we could improve yeah i mean we are um kind of talking about relationships it, you know it's it's twofold but you know matt if i just came up to you and i was like matt you don't love me anymore how would you respond we talked about this earlier yeah we did and of course i'm at a different point in my life where now i'd be like taylor what of course i love you dude like you know 
I, I show affection and I tell you I love you all the time. And um, so I would be kind of very confused and I'd wonder why you would think that. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people in that scenario, right? If you think about any relationship that you've ever been, this is kind of a funny example, um, but we do love each other. So mm-hmm. it's normal. Um, Should we kiss? Should we prove? Should we <laughs> prove that we love each other by kissing on the lips? Um, uh, producer. Producer, can you can you help me out here? He's pulling the cord. Um, help, help, help. <laughs> uh, so going back to the example. Okay. Um, so we're not kissing. We're not kissing. Okay. Not, not yet. Sometimes a no is just a not yet. Uh, not. This is definitely a no. For I am now. communicating. For now. Forever and always. This is a no. <sighs> Clear Two words communication. You always, never, ever <laughs> say is always, never, never, ever say never, ever. McGruber. That's almost McGruber the quote. Up. Yeah. Before I was so rudely interrupted. Um, yeah, so use a common example, right? Um, let's say there's a relationship, things are not going well, and <clears throat> they're not communicating well, a husband and a wife, we'll say. And all of a sudden, it just builds and it builds and it builds, and then all of a sudden, you know, the wife says, you don't love me anymore. The odds are, the husband is probably going to get defensive. Yeah. That's what I think most people would do and be like, are you kidding me? Of course I love you. I'm going to work every day. I'm like providing for this family or whatever. Uh, however, like you said, it's like, if you, if you come into a better space of like listening and hearing, right. So it's, it's twofold where, you know, the husband in that example could come from a better space, but also the wife could be better and more accurate with her language. Right. So she could say, you know, Hey, you, you leave the house at 6am and you don't come home till 10pm the last three weeks. But she, instead she's creating the narrative and the story she's telling herself is like, that means he doesn't love her. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden there's multiple stories and it gets out of control. Yeah. So I think that's a great, you mentioned it. Notice, imagine, feel, would you say this is a good leeway into that? And yeah, can you kind sure. of describe what that looks like? Because I think that is the assumption where it's like, um, you're always late and like, you know, I have dinner and you just don't give a shit. And it's like, well, are they always late or were they late two days this week out of, out of five weekdays, you know? And yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I would love to. So notice, imagine, feel is something that I teach with all my clients and in my course and notice are the, uh, this is what we should do the most. We don't do this enough. Okay. So when we notice it is, these are the things that are inarguable. Okay. This is something everyone would agree on. So for example, Matt and I have headsets on, we're sitting on a couch. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. Matt has a a Mets hat on, right? These are inarguable, right? We, we would not disagree. Okay. And then when it comes to imagining, this is where we start creating a story, right? So typically, anytime you find yourself using the words, I think, or I feel, that's a flag that you're creating a story, right? So um, an example I like to give a lot, right, is, you know, we could, uh, we, we could give an example of like at the gym, right? Um, let's say you're going through like the supermarket and you see this guy that is just like huge, muscle bound. He's got a tank top on, a mohawk, and just like, 300 pounds of muscle. And you're like, wow, you notice that he's got a tank tuck on. You notice he's got a lot of muscle. You know, you notice that everything that in his cart, he's got chicken and rice and broccoli and that's it. Then from there, you could imagine a lot of things, right? You could imagine that maybe he's not very smart. He's just some muscle bound jock. Or you could imagine, um, that that he's, he's a douchebag. He's, he's a douchebag, right? He's thought. a bro. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's not a nice person, you know, but, um, that may or may not be true. Okay. Another example, and I think a lot of people could relate to this is, um, texting or email, 
right? So um, let's say you're texting someone, you know, maybe you went on a date recently and you, I think we can all relate to this one and you know, you send a text and then you don't get a response. And oh my fucking God. Yeah. Anxiety. It's never happened to you, man. This girl hates me. <laughs> never. Uh, I get yeah. responses under 10 minutes every single time. Everywhere. Always. Uh, yeah. Always. Babe magnet. It's easy. Um, yeah, just but for some it. other people, uh, <laughs> so you could, what you notice is you sent a text, you did not get a response, right? You could even notice that like maybe normally you get responses at a regular interval. All of a sudden you imagine this person doesn't like you anymore, or you imagine that they're ghosting you, or you imagine that they're mad at you. However, you could also imagine that maybe their phone died. You could also imagine that maybe they have a work emergency. You could also imagine that maybe they got in a car accident. You could also imagine maybe they don't know what to say, right? Both are true. And so using this exercise, so what I would tell you to do is anytime you say, I think, or I feel, replace that with, I imagine. And Matt, you've noticed something interesting about me. I've been doing this for a long time and subconsciously now I get in the habit. So if you guys are listening to the podcast going forward, you will realize that I say, imagine all the time. Oh, me too. And Matt because does of as you. well. I don't yeah. even say think. Yeah. I really don't think I use that word. Yeah. I think I don't say I think anymore. <laughs> I imagine that I don't <laughs> say I think anymore. Actually, no, I don't. Um, as much. Yeah. And so it's funny for me, Matt was actually the one that made this aware is I, every time I say I imagine, I would then pause mm -hmm. because imagine is not typically in most people's vocabulary. It's not like a, a normal word that people use. Um, so when you do that, it's, it's going to, you know, your brain's going to light up and you're like, oh, I'm saying imagine. I'm about to tell a story. It may or may not be true, right? So for me, it's funny, uh, subconsciously, anytime I said imagine, I would pause because I had that aha moment of like, oh, this may or may not be true. And um, the cool thing is, is like, you're going to better handle situations. You're going to realize that sometimes you're being crazy. And then you're also going to realize that like, this may or may not be true, right? Like how many times have, you know, Matt, you used to be an engineer and have a desk job and I'm sure you sent lots of emails and I'm sure you'd get emails and be like, fucking Karen again. Are you kidding me? Mm. She said this, but like, you can't tell tone over text. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> screw engineering. That happens all the time over text. True. Yeah. That's, that's why I love my audio messages. Or if I know I'm going to say something that might be like, if I'm trying to be fun and playful, I'm like, if you just read this, it might not come off that way. I'm like, but anyone who knows me knows I'm like, not trying to be an asshole ever. So I will lean towards sending audio messages for that reason Yeah, to help people imagine less. Right. That's why emojis are great. Put yeah. a little winky face. Dude, emojis are so good. I'm, I'm, I'm a psychopath with exclamation points. I just like, I've exclamation point everything. Cause I'm like, Hey, how's it going? You having a good day? Everything's great over here. Best day ever. Or like all this shit. I'm like, cause that's just like, I don't know. That's how I feel like I'm putting that tone okay. on it. But well, anyway, so anyway, tell me about feel. Notice, imagine, feel. Yeah, so here's the last one. Um, so we talk about our feelings, right? And this is, most of the time when we talk about feeling, um, people end up talking about emotions. So I want to separate sensations versus emotions, okay? Um, so emotions are like happy, sad, angry, mad, right? And then sen sensations are like what you're actually feeling in the body. It's like the response that you have. So for example, if we go back to that, you know, you went on a date or you were seeing somebody and then you're not getting a response and all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, are they just ghosting me? Am I never like, you know, and you're all upset, you might have a pit in your stomach. That's the sensation, right? Um, and so a lot of people think that our thoughts create our feelings. And again, when I talk about feelings, I'm going to talk more about sensations, which then lead to emotions. Um, but actually your sensations can create your thoughts. So, um, 
the first step is just becoming more aware of what are you feeling, right? So a lot of times when I'm working with clients and we, we're talking through things or maybe we're doing story work, I'll ask them, like, what are you feeling? What's coming up for you? Like, do you have any sensations in the body? Do you have, like, a tightness in your chest or warmth or, you know, are your, are your palms getting sweaty, right? Knees weak, arms are heavy. <laughs> Vomit on your sweater already. Mom's spaghetti? He's nervous. Let's stop. <laughs> okay. I don't want copyright infringement we, we just, over here. We just we were just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 okay, dun, we'll move dun, on. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Who's still listening? <laughs> Keep going, Taylor. <laughs> Welcome to my world, friends. Um, it's the best world ever. Where was I? You wouldn't have it any Sensations, way. emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, bottom uh, of the sweater. Okay. Uh, so, for example, one of my one of my favorite stories to tell is um, there there's there's two women on a stage and they're about to give a speech in front of 10,000 people, this massive coliseum. And one woman turns to the other and says, oh my God, I'm so nervous. And the other woman says, oh wow, like what are, what are you feeling? She's like, oh, I have this like pit in my stomach and like, you know, my palms are sweaty. And she's like, oh my gosh, wow. She's like, I am feeling the same thing, but like, I'm so excited. And so that's the thing, like nervousness and excitement are the same sensation in the body. It's all how you interpret it that gives you the emotion. Dude, I was literally first at bat today, and it was a lefty, and I bat lefty. And if you don't think about baseball, basically it comes in at a different angle, so it's a little harder for uh, a lefty hitter to hit off a lefty thrower. And and he was throwing sidearm, so even coming at a a more severe angle. And I'm like, man, I haven't faced a lefty in forever. And his first game, I'm like, it looks like he's throwing hard, at least from the dugout. And uh, I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm kind of nervous. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm excited. I'm like, it's the first half out of the season. Baseball starting. I'm actually excited. I get to be challenged by a lefty pitcher, by a lefty starter on pitcher today, and I'm going to fucking get a hit. So, Did you get a hit? Yeah. It was a little bloop. It was a 0-2 count. I blooped I mean, it. Got an RBI. You got a, you got a hit. A hit's a hit. Hit's a hit. That, that's a great example, too. I grew up playing baseball, and uh, you know, I think I had like an 11 or 14-game hitting streak my senior year, and it was just like Baby. in the middle of that. I would get up to bat and I'm like, I know I'm going to get a hit. Yeah. I just like knew. Yeah. And then there'd be times where I'm like in a slump and I'm like, oh my God, just don't get out. This is going to affect your, mm. your batting average. And like, it's embarrassing. The girl you got a crush on is in the stands. Like, and then sure enough, what do I do? I strike out. Yeah. Right. It's, and that's why uh, this is a whole nother conversation, but mindset in life, but also like in sports performance, like mental skills coach are becoming such a big thing Yeah. because it's how, how you choose to interpret it. And just, so J- Justin Steele got the, was it the raise? They won a World Series. Yeah. Yeah, and he used to be with the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it's communication, right? That's the topic of this podcast, and, and that's internal communication, the dialogue you're telling yourself. Or, again, same thing was happening in the outfield. And I love playing baseball now and impl- uh, implementing everything I've learned from you and just, like, mindset work and, and all this stuff to put it into baseball because, again, it wasn't something I really played. I've been playing softball, but way less pressure. But I really hadn't played since high school. So, like, being able to, like, be in center field and be like, I'm a little rusty. Like, this other team's really good hitters. And I'm like, don't fuck up out here. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't say that. I'm like, give me the fucking ball because I'm going to make the play. And I'm going to catch everything that comes my way and make a really good play. And it's having that conversation. Standing on the mound when I'm pitching. It's like, cool. Bad pitch. Fine. Whatever. Next pitch. Let's take a breath. And let's focus on this pitch that's happening right now. Don't worry about the last pitch or whatever. And it's just so fun to kind of play with that uh, in a different setting than just like, you know, just normal life where I'm stressed out about work or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. So notice, imagine, feel is like you said, it's one of my favorite tools to help people with their own internal dialogue and how they're interpreting the world. Right. So it can help you better respond to things. Um, but that's only like half the equation. You know, that's like, that'll, that'll help you better deal with situations. Right. Like I even, uh, you know, had an example with a client I was teaching and she was like, Oh yeah. Like me and my husband, we do this where like, if anyone's speeding, like, you know, people that are just like going hundred miles an hour. We always are like, well, she's like, I used to kind of have bad road rage. She's like, well, they must have to poop. And that's the story that they tell themselves. And it's like, you you just don't know. And you could get all upset. But the other part of the equation is like when you communicate and how you can better communicate. Mm -hmm. And I know we were talking about, I mean, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this, but I know one thing we talked about was people don't know how to do it. It's, it's a skill. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting because it's like whenever, like, I think people avoid hard conversations. They'd yeah. rather push stuff off than confront something or talk talk to somebody about something that's potentially hard. Yeah, I, I think we, we might have talked about this on one of the podcasts, but it was that Instagram that was going around like, this could be hard, that can be hard. This could be that. Like, mm. life's hard no matter what. Yeah. And it, just to keep it within communication, it's like, yes, having that conversation is hard, but also not having that conversation is hard because if it's with your wife or husband or, or whatever, you're a good friend that an issue comes up and you keep ignoring it, it's going to blow up one way or another. And probably in a not good time where you're both agitated and it's the straw that breaks the camel's back and you start yelling at each other. Where it's like, if you just had the hard conversation, and I think this is kind of where we want to go with this is like, how do we do that? Yeah. But if, if you have that hard conversation, um, then you can clearly communicate what you want, what they want, what you expect, kind of what your needs are. Uh, so that you can move forward in a, like a loving way yeah. rather than letting it bubble over. For sure. And that's where it's like, the more that you communicate, the easier that it is, you know, and something we've talked about, I don't know that we necessarily have to dive into all of it, but there's a book called nonviolent communication. Highly recommend. Yes. It is like everyone should read it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a top five book list that I think if you, to be allowed to be a human, you should have to read these books. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. Um, but there's like four principles and the first is separate observation from evaluation, right? So that's kind of what we talked about where it's like, um, you know, that, that common example at the beginning is, or, well, I like the example you had about the girl flirting with the girl. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So a common example would be, um, you know, maybe it's say I'm a, I'm at a party and it's the girl that I'm with. It's like, Oh, I saw you flirting with that guy at the party. You know, that's something I could say, right? That, that would be an evaluation. I am assuming I'm creating a story. Um, or I could say, oh, I saw you talking to that guy for over 40 minutes, just the two of you. And that would actually be an observation. That would be like the truth. And then I could have the conversation. Those are two very different statements. Yeah, but what then, so then something needs to happen after that observation, right? Because you can't just say, saw you talking to that girl or that guy for 40 minutes at the party. It's like, yeah, and you're upset about this, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, So what comes sure. next? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say like asking questions, you know, just asking about it. Right. And it's like, so, I mean, the, the second part of nonviolent communication is, uh, defining your feelings. Right. So it's like opening up about how you're feeling. Um, and ultimately, right. It's like, I mean, in that example, obviously, you know, that person is feeling jealous, right. Or upset. And I would imagine there's like a much deeper seated issues there you know um but 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 it is about it's about how it's making you feel and without any intention from the boyfriend for making the girl feel that way or whatever the relationship is um but it's like 
this is how I feel. And it's not you. It's not like you're flirting, you're flirting with that girl. You're an asshole. Yeah. You're well, a bad boyfriend. Well, and that's the key. And right. So, uh, I believe the author's name is Marshall Rosenberg. And what, what he talks about is when you do define your feelings, stay away from, um, things that are like the other person is making you feel this way. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can't say, um, I feel betrayed or I feel, you know, victimized or things like that. It's right. It's like, um, you know, perhaps what you could say is like, uh, I feel sad when I see you talking to another guy. Right. Um, and that's just describing like actually how you're feeling rather than like, you're making me feel this way. This is how I feel. Right. Um, which then goes into the, the third principle, which is state your needs clearly, right? So if you feel sad, why does he feel sad? Well, maybe he doesn't feel like they spend enough time together, you know? Um, so state your needs clearly. It's like, oh, I would love to spend more time together, right? So in this example, it could be maybe that's like their date night and they only see each other once a week. Mm -hmm. So then he feels sad because it's like on that night. And then perhaps, you know, the girlfriend doesn't even know that that's how he's feeling, mm -hmm. right? Um, but like a, a common example of like stating your needs clearly, right? So for him, it's like maybe his need is to feel loved, right? Okay, why does he need to feel loved? Because he feels alone, okay? Um, so what does he want? He, he doesn't want to feel alone. But the thing is you can't ask some, someone else to make you feel loved. Mm -hmm. But what you can do is ask someone else to spend time with you. Yeah, or it's like at that party, it's like, hey, that's fine. My request is that like, every hour we, we can find each other and just kind of check in during the party. And that would make me feel good. Or like, just give me, you know, maybe <laughs> a whole fucking podcast about love languages, but it's like, maybe your love language is physical touch. Like every hour throughout the party, I just want you to come up and like, you know, grab my hand yeah, and just, you know, as you're walking by or whatever, you know, a little butt squeeze and keep going. And that would make me feel loved and less alone. Do you need more butt squeezes, Matt? Is this, Dude, what is there? Is there like anyone who doesn't need <laughs> okay, more butt yeah. squeezes? Obviously from someone you love, not inappropriate <laughs> just side, side grabbing, at the, uh, side grabbing, like on the sidewalk, you know, nobody needs that. Okay. 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 But Gl from you, yeah, I'll take yeah, more. Glad, glad we pieces. clarified. Um, and then, yeah, the fourth principle is ask, don't demand. Mm -hmm. Right. And so ultimately we talked about this at the beginning. It's like, it's all how you approach it. And, you know, really it's communicating more regularly. It becomes easier, you know? And I, I think that's what I see so often is it's like the first time people in a relationship, friends, business, romantic, have a conversation. It has the potential to be hard, right? Um, and what's interesting, like even you and I, right? It could be, you know, we've talked about things with like even the podcast and it's like, it's all about how you approach it. And, you know, it, it's like, hey, I'm just throwing this out there. This is where I'm coming from. This is how I feel, you know? And we've communicated enough that like, if I were to say that you'd be like, okay, cool. I'm just going to hear Taylor out. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that like, you know, this is automatically happening or that's automatically happening. Um, but I think uh, there's a tendency the first time you have that tough conversation, that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but r again, it goes back to story work where it's like, you you might be afraid to say something because you're afraid of how someone will respond. But like, if you never say it, there's no way that you can know. Yeah. Well, now you're just making up stories. You think they're going to get mad at you. You don't know that. Yeah. They might be feeling the same way or would love, love to have this conversation. So I think that was like really great. Like that's like if you're, if you feel there's issues with someone, I think that's, this is a great way to, to communicate that and, and resolve those issues. Um, how about like, do you have anything more to say about communication? Cause I do, but I think just outside of that, where it's just like communication in general can just be such a good thing where I think I know I'm totally switching gears here, but, um, like 
the way we coach and, and you could probably get some stories on this too, but all the time. And I've, I think I've written a post on this or like I've written it, but it was too fucking long. So I was like, this needs to be in the email campaign. But anyway, um, all, so many times my clients come up to me and they're like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Uh, should I give my client this? I'm like, just go ask your client. Yeah. Just go ask them. And this is something I teach where, so I teach personal trainers, you know, how to develop an online program for four figures so that they can make more money and, and ultimately change more lives. And that's the main goal, but like to give them more freedom too, so they can live a life they you know, deserve to have. Cause I believe personal trainers are saving lives. And anyway, so part of the, the biggest part of the process is we start developing this four figure offer and you know, it's like, who's going to pay $2,000 for this three month program, whatever. I'm like, well, first of all, you know, you just bought mine and it's more than that. Um, but I'm like, go ask, go talk to people and say, if I were to make a $2,000 program, what would have to be included for you to pay that much for a 90 day program? And that person goes, uh, well, I don't know. Like I'd want workouts programmed and like nutrition plans. And like, I want you to zoom FaceTime with me, uh, zoom FaceTime. It's two things into one. Um, just combining it. I mega, mega, I want mega video chat. Two angles. Yeah. Uh, I want you to walk through the grocery store with me and pick out groceries and help me shop. And on Monday nights, I want you to come over and give me a sponge bath. And that's always the joke I make. Like, obviously no one's going to say that or would expect that. But if you talk to 10 people and 10 people say all those things, you should probably include those 10 things in your program. And then you can go back to them and be like, Hey, you told me the sponge bath business accelerator. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it, baby. It's a new program. Um, but if 10 people say that, uh, then include all that shit in your program and then go back to them and be like, Hey, you said you'd pay two grand for this program. I did all of that. Here's the program. When do you want to start? And it's a little different than that conversation, but it's like, we just went out and asked, I don't know what to post today. Go ask your ideal client. Where do you struggle most with nutrition? Uh, I don't know. Like I eat, I think I probably eat too much fast food. Okay. Tell me about that. Uh, well like, yeah, on the way home from work, like I'm always grabbing whatever, or I'm so busy with my kids. We're always stopping by McDonald's and it's like, okay, great. That's a perfect, like, cool. Now you can make a post on how to help that parent not go to McDonald's start you know, pre preparing meals or, you know, whatever that looks like. Right. Um, but it's like, you just go ask, just go ask the client. I, I love that example. And on that same vein, Oh yeah, baby. Penis. <laughs> uh, think about, you know, being in class as a kid, high school, college, and how many times have you thought like, sorry, our, our, our <laughs> producer lost, is dying. We lost our producer on that one. <laughs> on that same vein. Get him every time. Every, uh, the problem is Matt will do anything for a laugh. So it's likely that he's going to get on a roll here pretty soon. Anything is very accurate with your, you're being accurate with your language. Yeah. yeah. I'm great at communicating. I'll do almost, yeah, I'll do almost anything. We'll leave about that. Okay. okay. Um, back to that same vein. Uh, so yeah, think about being in school or anywhere, you know, with a group of people and someone is leading something and you have a question. And we've all thought it. We're like, oh, I don't want to ask a stupid question. Mm -hmm. However, it's likely if you had that question, 10 other people have that question. And yeah. I know that happens right now. Most of my coaching is one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, one of my previous programs was a group program. And it's like, it's so funny. Like one person would finally work up the courage and say it. And then everyone was like, oh, I'm so glad you said that. I had the same question. I was like worried about it. And, and I'm sure, you know, that happens with you. And it's like, for some reason, People are just like afraid to ask, mm -hmm. you know, and just communicate. And that's like, I mean, you want to talk about have, having better communication, but if you want to be more successful at whatever you do, ask more questions. Yeah. And ultimately 
it's a skill. And the more you do it, the better you'll get at it, you know? And this is like how I got started is, you know, there's this thing called the curiosity game where it's like actually a way to practice and get better. And you just ask questions and it's like, and, and here's what I'll, here's what I'll tell you to do. Next time you go to a party, you're with new people and you meet someone new, just ask them as many questions as you can. Don't be weird about it. And like, the goal is for you to not talk that much. Obviously you can like, You'd be like, oh, no way. I grew up on the East Coast, blah, blah, blah. But like, just keep asking them questions. Yeah. And what's going to happen, 30 minutes is going to go by. You're going to leave the party. And then they're going to go home that night and be like, oh, my God, Taylor? That was such great conversation. Taylor yeah. is, you know, I love talking to him. And I'm going to go home and be like, wow, they didn't ask me anything. Because yeah. people love talking about themselves. Yeah. And they love, you know. But for me, it's actually fun. It's like a fun game now where like I'll go um, – I've actually, like, I've been on a couple of, like, online dates, you know, like Hinge or whatever, and immediately I'm like, oh, I'm not really into this person. I'm like, the, cool. I've got two hours to, like, play the curiosity Yeah, game. the dates are in person, by the way. Yeah. From online. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it's, I was going to say, like, you want to get better at dating? Do, do that. Play the curiosity game. Ask better questions. Because just like you said, that person's going to go home and be like, wow, Taylor so, was so good to talk to. Like, so easy to talk to Works and every time. we had a great conversation and yeah i mean that's why i never get left on red left on red what is it saying i don't know what you're saying when someone leaves you on red on Un? it leaves you on red like they read it and they leave it they ghost you basically is or, that a saying it's in a song i don't know where oh, we're at me on red. Oh, uh, uh, okay. I don't really know it. Okay. Anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, asking, asking better questions. It's you helped me with that. You know, when we first met and you maybe do the curiosity game like with you and, uh, it's a bit uncomfortable at first, but again, like Taylor said, like try it. It doesn't have to be weird. Like the curiosity game is, you know, pick your wife, friend, whatever, five minutes. You can't say anything except ask a question. And like, that's the game, right? Yeah. Obviously you're not going to do that in person. You're not going to be a fucking weirdo and just be like, they ask you a question and you're like, nope, I'm just asking questions back. So I'm not going to answer. But like, yeah, don't be weird. But if you want to get practice in, that's a great way to do it. And you could do it with someone you're comfortable with. Um, but man, asking questions. And, and that's like also too something I teach with sales. It's like no one ever tells you their first answer on anything is never, why do you want to lose 20 pounds? That first answer is never the real answer. Yeah. But if you keep asking questions, this is something I teach. I love this part of my sales process where it's like, you want to lose 20 pounds. Cool. What does losing 20 pounds get you? Um, well, if I lose 20 pounds, like, I don't know, I like want to fit, I want to fit my wedding dress again, like three years ago. It's like, cool. What does fitting in your wedding dress get you? Oh, if I was fitting my wedding dress, like that's when I felt really confident and really sexy and beautiful. And it's like, cool. If you were more confident and if you felt more sexy, what does that get you? And that's a tougher question. And people think, Hmm, if I was more confident, if I was feeling more sexy, like, I don't know, I'd just be like showing up better in life. It's like, cool. Like, Describe that for me. What is showing up better in life like? Like at work? Like, yeah, I guess at work, like if I was more confident, you know, I'm a salesperson, I would be landing more sales calls. And I'm like, wow, that's cool. What, what would landing more sales calls get you? More money. What does more money get you? Oh, you know, I could take my kids on those vacations. Or it's like, what is landing more sales calls? Well, I don't have to stay late because I'm not making sales calls. Now I'm making sales calls. I, can, I don't have to stay late. I can spend more time with my kids. It's like, oh, all of a sudden now, we figured out that you don't give a shit about losing 20 pounds. Like, yeah, we do. And ultimately, that's what we say, right? Like, it's not the 20 pounds you want to lose. It's who you become along the way. And it's like, oh, but you actually, this is a nice free sales course for everyone right now. But you actually want more time with your kids and more money so you can take your kids on vacations and, and like, 
share all this, this beautiful life with your kids instead of working so damn hard. It's like, that's what you really want. It's like, cool, I'm going to fucking get that for you. But all we did was ask questions. Yeah. And instead of just like, what do you want? I'll lose 20 pounds. Okay, cool. I think we can lose 20 pounds by 20 weeks. You want to pay $2,000 for that? No. Like I'll pay the 20 bucks at Vasa Fitness or whatever and like still never reach my goals. So just asking better questions can get you, get you better answers. Yeah. If you want to be – so ultimately if you want to be a better communicator, become a better listener. And one great way to be a better listener is – to be curious. And I have a life mantra that guides me with everything. I let curiosity guide me and just be curious yeah. and just ask questions. And the more you do it, the better that you'll get, you know? Yeah. Ultimately people want to be seen and heard and understood in a great way. And I think this is in nonviolent communication where he talks about active listening. Mm. You tell me I want to lose 20 pounds because I don't feel confident. And then you say, Okay, so what I'm hearing is that you want to lose 20 pounds and you want to feel more confident. And you said before, um, you feel like your nutrition, you know, isn't on point and all this stuff. And you just repeat everything they said. And then what you're not doing is making up any stories. You give them the chance to, and then you ask, does all that sound accurate? Does all that sound correct? And you give them the chance to fill in the gaps or to correct you so that now you're on the same page and now they're feeling seen heard and understood. And now they feel like you're someone to trust. And what I love about this too, is it's like a lot of times people just want to feel heard, right? It's so here you want to have better communication. Stop trying to be right. Yeah. So the, on, on that same topic, the, one of the other examples I love in the book he gives is, you know, um, there's a guy who calls into a grocery store for, you know, butter pecan ice cream, the specific butter pecan ice cream. And, cause they're at, they're out of it at this other store. They say, yes, we have it. Come on over. The store is like 20 minutes away, but just has to have to have the butter pecan ice cream shows up at the store. They don't have it. All of a sudden somebody working at the grocery store walks down the aisle and he's like all upset. He's like, why, why don't you have this ice cream? I called, you said you had this ice cream. And the guy that works there handles it well, the way you should with nonviolent communication. He's like, oh, he's like, I'm so sorry, sir. He's like, so I, what, I, what I'm hearing is you're upset because we don't have the ice cream that you wanted. And he's like, yeah, you don't have it. And I called ahead. This is 20 minutes out of the way. He's like, oh, wow. He's like, so, you know, what I'm hearing is somebody here told you that we had that and now we don't. Like, that is incredibly frustrating. He's like, yeah, it is really frustrating. And then he's like, oh, man. He's like, I'm so sorry. I... I feel terrible. Like I'm going to try and find out like who that was. I don't know why they would tell you that. And he's like, he's like, yeah, it's just disappointing. But like, you know, thank you for talking to me. And all of a sudden conflict is gone. Right. Because they want to feel heard. And that's what you you could interject any scenario at work with a boss, you know, relationships, friendships, right. Instead of just like trying to be right, trying to prove your point, just say, Hey, what I'm hearing is this. Keep repeating. And when they feel heard, that's all they want yeah. half the time. Dude, I love that. I, I, that's kind of the – you can't tell people anything, really. They have mm. to realize it themselves. You can't be like, you're wrong. You know, This is the way it is. No one's going to change their mind. But if you ask better questions, and then maybe you can get them to see like, oh, yeah, I could see how like, that's possible. And well, then you can start to change people's minds. Yeah, and this is something that you teach so well is like this idea of ask for permission, mm-hmm. right? So, And I know you talk about with like – you know, sales calls, right? If you're on a call with someone and it, it's not really a sales call and then you feel like they'd be a good fit, 
you tend to ask, hey, do you mind if I tell you about my program? And then what happens? They're so much more receptive. And usually they're like, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. But that way it's not like, oh, all of a sudden the call turned and Matt's now just trying to get my money. Yeah. Well, actually it starts at the beginning where you tell them straight up, hey, here's what we're going to do. You preface the call. Hey, we're going to, this is like a nice little, this is communication, sales. Like, I mean, that's all. It's the same thing. It's all the same right? thing. Yeah. Relationships. So you go into the call and you say, hey, this is going to be about a 45 minute sales call. Or, you know, I don't say sales call. I say, it's going to be about a 45 minute call. We're going to talk about where you're currently at and your future goals and vision. And if it sounds like a good fit, then we could talk about my program. We could talk about the pricing that you asked about. How does that sound? And they go, yeah, that sounds good. Now you're in control for one in the sales call, but they're also like, cool. I know exactly where this call is going and he's going to tell me about his program later. Not like sitting on the call and they're over there like, when is he going to sell me? I know he's going to fucking talk about his program at some point. It's like, yeah, I already told you I'm going to do it. And yeah, it's just, yeah, I love sales. It's fun. Yeah. Be, <laughs> just be so open. It's so funny you say that. Uh, me and my college roommate, we had this one friend in our friends group who would always like send you that text that's like, hey, what are you up to this weekend? And just like, and my roommate used to get so mad because it's like, you knew he needed something. Mm. You knew he needed oh, yeah. a favor. He's like, hey, what are you doing Thursday at five o'clock? And, and it got to the point where we just knew. Yeah. It was like, oh, you need help moving. Yeah. Oh, oh, you need, you need a ride from the airport. And it's like, dude, just ask. Yeah. But like my roommate would just be, and he's like the type of person that could not say no. So he's like, I can't, I don't know what to do, Taylor. Like if I respond <laughs> um, and say nothing, then he knows I have nothing to do. But like at the same time, it's like, dude, just say, Hey, I need a, a ride from the airport. Yeah. Are you, do you have any availability? And so it's funny to this day, sometimes people will be like, Hey, what are you up to? And I'm just like, what, what do you, what yeah. do you want? It's like, like they're just, trying to trick you. Yeah. Oh, you're, oh, you're free. Oh, well guess what? I need a ride to the airport. It's like, yeah. like fuck you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah. You just tricked me. Yeah, for sure. We we're going to get beers. Yeah. Um, I love that. I, I wanted to touch like, uh, just because this is prevalent and I, I think people can relate to it, but Oh, I thought you wanted to touch. Sorry. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll take a touch. All right. Taylor and I are touching right now. Um, thank you. Oh, you're so warm. Yeah. How do I feel? My feet are sweating. I don't know if it's the rhabdo or... Oh, geez. You want me to sit on them? <laughs> no. Well, just my butt's Not warm. Even so. a little bit. What? I could, you're on the couch. I could sit on your feet while... I said do, my feet are warm. And then you can give me a back rub while I sit on your feet. Okay. What it's did like you want to touch win. on? I'm sorry I did this. I don't know anymore. I did, I did uh, this I to me. Um, I did this to me. Yeah. You, def you definitely did. Good, good language, good accurate language. Um, I wanted to touch on, yeah, listening, asking better questions. Um, people just want to be heard. Mm. Seven and a half years in a relationship, and I couldn't figure that out. All Livy ever wanted to do, most of the time, I'd say 90% of the time, was just to be fucking heard. But I, with my masculine energy, want to solve the goddamn problem. Yeah, you're talking about masculinity. This? Yeah, I'm like, have you tried this? Maybe you should talk to this person. Have you done this? Uh, blah, blah, blah. And she would get so frustrated. I'm like, what? I'm like, just trying to have a conversation over here. But it's like, because she just wanted me to be like, mm -hmm. yes, that is hard. I totally get that. It's so frustrating. That That's a great example. And again, there's, this is not everyone, but I would say typical dynamic roles, like at least, you know, in the U S is men try to solve things. They want to fix things. And then women just want to talk about things. Yeah. And that's why, again, asking questions asking for permission is so important. So it's like, you know, I, and I've seen this play out with so many people that I know and so many like relationships that I've seen, but sometimes, you know, women do want to solve stuff or like whatever it is. And so it's like, nothing's black and white. Yeah. But like, so in that example, you could be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like, do you, 
you know, what are you thinking? And then you keep having the conversation. Then maybe at some point it's like, are you, are you interested in like, you know, brainstorming ideas of how to get out of that? Yes. I love that. And I even then, heard the thing like before the conversation starts. Okay. I can see you're kind of upset. Like, what do you want from me right now? You want me to just listen and support you? Or, uh, do you want me to help solve this problem? Yeah. And you just be like, no, just let me vent and just listen. It's like, cool. I'm here for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Man, this has been great. We've covered lovely so much. This is as good as I thought it was going to be. I feel like go. we better, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Um I had no doubt about that. Yeah, we should wrap this thing up. So any last thoughts? Any any you want to put a a bow in this? Uh last thoughts? Uh I don't think so. Uh just like with anything in life, we say happiness is a choice. Um it's a practice. So don't get frustrated if this doesn't work or it's difficult or you know, I don't know. I, I would also challenge, I would challenge you play the curiosity game five minutes, uh, have that conversation that you really don't want to have. Maybe read nonviolent communication first, mm. get some practice in and then do it or just do it. Yeah. I got to tie this all together. I got one tip for you to implement right away. And this is stealing a little bit from what you teach your clients, Matt on Instagram when they're new to posting on Instagram and they're like afraid. They're like, Oh, but I never post about fitness. What are all my followers going to think? And you're like, cool. Tell them, Hey guys, you're going to start seeing a lot more of this, you know, and you preface that right. Same way. If there's some hard conversations you want to have or people that you want to communicate better with, start the conversation by saying, Hey, I'm really working on getting better at communication. Would you mind if I fill in the blank? Yeah. And then, and then of course they're going to be receptive. I love that. I love that even starting that conversation with like, Hey, <laughs> this is about to be a difficult conversation, but I really need to talk to you about something. Now they're just like, Oh, okay. And again, I think going back to like, before you do that, is this a good time to have a difficult conversation? Yeah. Make sure they're in a good headspace just because just because you are, doesn't mean they are. So I love that Taylor. That was wonderful. So wonderful. Perfect. This was great guys. Thanks so much Such for joining us. Oh my God. We love you being here. I can feel your energy, even though you haven't even listened to this yet, but I love it. I love you guys. You're, Honestly, your support means so much. When you guys share stuff on Instagram, it means so much. We, you know, podcast is interesting because you don't know who's listening. We see our downloads per month or whatever per episode, but we don't know who you are. So when you share stuff on Instagram, uh, it's so awesome to be able to connect with you guys and uh, just feel the love. And we appreciate that so much. Yeah. Sounds cheesy, but like it, we wouldn't be here without you guys. So thanks. Yeah. Amen, dude. All right. We're out of here. Until next time. Peace.